Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, chopping up the lemons of conversation, putting them in the water of the internet, adding the sugar of humour, mashing it all together, you got yourself fresh podcast lemonade. When life gives you lemons, listen to Off Menu. Oh, That's Ed Gamble, my name is James A. Caster, we own a dream restaurant and every single week we invite in a guest and we ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink, not in that order. And this week our guest is... Graham Coxon. Graham Coxon, of course, James. Man. Blur. This is big. Big, big This is big stuff. This is exciting stuff. I'm going to try and keep it together and uh, play it cool. Mm. Whenever you say that before Mm. a guest comes in, you never do. Hmm. Yes, it's hard to play it cool when your job is to ask some questions. Yeah, because you you don't want them to come in and then you're like, all right. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be nice and welcoming. Yeah. And then you've also got to ask some questions in the interviews and you just end up asking questions that show how much you know about this. Yes, because you, you like playing stuff. it cool, unfortunately, is going to be still a sparkling water. Ooh, blur. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I mean, this is this is a big band for me, man. This is like yeah. from when I was a itty bitty baby up until now. They're your spine shank. They're my spine shank. Yeah, I mean, if I may make such a lofty comparison. Yes. And also, Blur have a new album out at the minute, The Ballad of Darren. The Ballad of Darren is out now, and you can go and watch the video for St. Charles Square as well. Yeah, so get the new album, watch the new music videos. And actually, you know, mate, we, we've got we've got some young listeners to this podcast. Maybe they've not, not gone back and done the whole Blur back catalogue, and yeah. I highly recommend they do. Yes, and listen to the spine shank cover of my <laughs> Whilst My Guitar Gently Weeps. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, do that. Listen to spine shank. Cover the Beatles. Holy fuck! I didn't know that had happened. No, look, I love Blur. Very excited to talk to Graham. Uh, hoping though he doesn't pick a secret ingredient, though, James. Yes. Because look, well, there may be a new Blur album out. We don't want Graham to be out of the Dream Restaurant. No, we do not. Every week we have a secret ingredient, an ingredient which we deem to be unacceptable, and we will kick the guest out if they say it. And this week, the secret ingredient is. Beaujolais. You pick this one, James. I pick this one. Sometimes we pick secret ingredients that are relevant to the guest. And Beaujolais is a secret ingredient because in Charmless Man by Blur, uh, the, the Charmless Man knows his claret from his Beaujolais. So you've gone with Beaujolais rather than claret. Yeah, just because it's more fun to say. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, th- there might be a chance that he picks it. Yeah, and, you know, then we get to see what it's like when we kick someone out that we don't know very well. Yeah. At all, actually. We don't know him. Be interesting. Yeah, we kicked out Jade Adams, but uh, we knew that would be a laugh. We don't know what it would be like to kick out I, I, I imagine he'll shrug his shoulders and go, all right. Yeah, yeah I think he'll be happy to knock off a bit early. Yeah, <laughs> see you later, guys. So this is the off-menu menu, the menu of Graham Coxon. Graham Coxon. <laughs> 
Welcome, Graham, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Welcome, Graham Coxon, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Have you? Ha- yeah, why? <laughs> oh, for so many reasons. Because I'm in always in dream places. You are. What 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 are your favourite dream places to be in? They're not my favourite dream places to be in, but they're dream places that I find myself in most nights if I sleep with my arm in a bit funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's in um, rundown sort of Dickensian sort of towns that are very menacing. Trying to find my way home or trying trying to Ooh. find somebody I'm looking for. So that's one of your main dreams that you. That's have. how I have it most nights. Yeah. And yeah. who are the people that you're looking yeah. for? Maybe lot. my partner, mm-hmm. things like that. It's sort of anxiety-driven yeah. Yeah. dreams. And, and quite often um, there's menacing characters about oh, nice. and stuff like that. And, and, it, and, it, and, and um, no food is involved, but there's, there seems to always be a, a bit of a way to get home and things getting in your way. So what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, I guess, I guess you're worried about finding your way home, I guess. Maybe yeah. you feel like you've drifted from... Who you, your authentic self, who you once oh, were. Oh, think? You, you've, you, you know, you're trying to find your way back to the real you. I'd love to do that. But what? why is it Dickensian, yeah. though? That's, mm. the, that's the tricky thing. Are, are, yeah, it's sort you, of menacing and run down. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and, and it's almost like how when you were waiting for a night bus in yeah. the early 90s, you had that sort of feeling about it. Because that was pretty yeah. Dickensian now, looking back. Worried if it's going to show up or not? Yeah, and, and what the clientele are going to be like. Mm. Yeah. Clientele? I'd say clientele. I'd say clientele. Like like someone said clientele, I, I wouldn't. one of them an American way to say it. Yeah, I bet maybe clientele. Yeah, is. you know, you don't know if you're going to get hassled and stuff like that. Yeah, in Dickensian times. Bill Sykes and stuff. Oh, he'd be the worst. <laughs> he'd be the, what, to be on a night bus? I'd Bill hate Sykes. it. If Bill Sykes was on my night bus, I think I'd get an Uber. Yeah, yeah, I'll be straight off. Would you stay on the night bus if Bill Sykes was on there, Graham? No. No. Especially if no. had Bullseye with him. Imagine if he's got Bullseye with him. Like, Bullseye's horrible. No, but he's all right, Bullseye, in the end. He turns on him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, no, he, he does. Give, he he gives him away. Yeah, that's true. I guess now, actually, if you're on a night bus and Bill Sykes gone and Bullseye was on, they probably wouldn't be together. No. It'd be quite awkward that they've bumped into each other again. And he'd be like, oh, fucking Bullseye's on. Whereas if Fagan was on my night bus, I, I, I think that would be a laugh. Fagin's always like almost like the the the, the most sort of um, worst, isn't he? You wouldn't trust him. Do you think I I like Fagin? He's a stealth, mm. nasty piece of work. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you know you know where you are with Bill Sykes. Yeah, I suppose so. He's less subtle, isn't he? No. Yeah. Fagin's Trixie. You know, and these people don't just look like Oliver Reed. Mm. You know, the real yeah. ones, they were far worse, I reckon. The, the ones real that these characters were yeah. based on. Well, I was yeah. in a production of Oliver when I was at school, uh, mm. and um, my uh, teachers all played the adult roles. It's weird, isn't it? Oh, that is weird. Yeah, I've been in, I was in an Amdram type affair that was a bit like that, too. Of Oliver? Yeah. Who did you play, Graham? I, I was a policeman. Not a very big part. Did you arrest Oliver? Um, no, I, I, I sort of had to, um, I don't know, just react and point and hold me hat and run off stage sort of thing. <laughs> That's what they did a lot. Bill Sykes in uh, the production of Oliver I was in was played by Mr. Hassan, the rowing coach. <laughs> really? Yes. He was also a geography teacher. Did he have a kosh? Uh, yeah, he had a kosh. He, he was very bad at, he's very bad at acting, I would say. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't let kids play the adult yeah. roles. Weird for that the adults mad. to decide to do it. 
Headmaster was uh, faking. They always want to get in on it, don't they? Yeah. Headmaster was faking. <laughs> do, do you think that your experience playing the police officer, uh, is there any of that performance uh, retained on the new Blur album, The Ballad of Darren? Being <laughs> it's a one policeman, of the worst links you've ever well, done. Well, <laughs> that's good. That's a good I, link. I, I do police the Sonics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I suppose I... <laughs> I wander up and down, and um, you know, we swing me per truncheon like truncheon like a propeller, yeah, yeah, a little bit up and down the studio, <laughs> and make sure everything's okay. Couldn't that snare drum sound be better, sir? Yeah, and um, things like that. Um, but not really. Apart from that, no other comparisons to you playing the policeman in Oliver. No, no, I Very did different. more. I mean, that wasn't my best. I did, I did more stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we were in a lot of school productions. And with Damon yeah. as well. We were both in, you know, Guys and Dolls, Orpheus in the Underworld, The Bartered Bride, um, Oh, What a Lovely War, oh, and snap. so on and so on. Snap. Were you, were you and Damon ever like a double act in those plays? No, no, not at all. He was less shy. He was a bit more extroverted. He was really, you know, he was really into it. Yeah. And I go into it in my book. <laughs> um, and the first time I saw him school assembly that he was doing Office G, Officer Krupke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, the gall of this bloke. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he was sort of not, not very old and um, just doing doing this thing like a professional, mm-hmm. especially compared to everybody else on stage in that school assembly who was sort of like, you know, looking really awkward and half asleep. He yeah. was like pizzazz. So um, he, he would always get proper parts, like he would be playing Zeus or, you know, this or that or the other. And I would have multiple parts or just a sort of a lower thingamajig part, and sort of lower prestige. <laughs> Do you think you're still, like, making this new album and, like, playing together now? Is there still that thing where you, you can surprise each other like that? Or, do you, or, or are you pretty much, like you know what each other's going to do now or do you still have that thing sometimes going oh they just pulled that out or no we don't we don't really know what each other are going to do and we do get surprised but we don't let it show we've been surprised (laughs) or impressed (laughs) we never let that show because that would mean we'd we'd sort of stop trying Mm -hmm. to do to push i suppose but we always know that there's going to be hilarity and, and a lot of daftness but that you know when it comes to the music side of it that we're pretty we're pretty serious about about doing that. You've got to have some stupid laughs, otherwise it it, it becomes too intense. No. <laughs> well, no. we just thought, leaving it to be I intense. I thought it would be really funny to just leave it. I'd <laughs> <laughs> not do it, not say anything funny off the back of that, and just be like, leave it being as tense as possible. <laughs> also, I mean, as well as a hilarious podcast, this is a food podcast, and we yes. should ask Graham if he's a foodie. Do, are you a food fan? You, you're you're enjoying some flapjacks this morning. Yeah, does that? I don't know whether that makes me a, a food fan. I'm I'm a sort of gobble something up, and then yeah. and then I'll be powering along for the next two or three hours until something else. I have a sugar crash or something like that. I do like food, but I'm not one of these mega dega foodies, and I don't. I get sickened when people photograph oh, yeah. food. Yeah, I'm yeah. like shove it. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I'm a mega dega foodie. Are you? Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a mega digger foodie, and he, and, he, and he takes a lot of photos of his food. Yeah, I won't do much with them, but so I'll just scroll, I'll scroll through my phone and. Did of... you like look what I just rustled up? <laughs> yeah. Or was it something else? It's very rarely things I've rustled up. All right, uh, but yeah, well, some, sometimes you take photos of stuff you've rustled. I up. take photos of stuff, but it's very it's very rarely aesthetically pleasing the stuff I've rustled up. So I would never show them to anyone else or put them online. Well, I ha- I have taken pictures of things I've cooked, and I do like cooking, and I do like 
nice food, but it's not like the most important thing to me. What happens between those, the food times, the feeding times, that's sort of more important to me, really. That's probably the healthiest way of being, whereas I spend my time in between the meals thinking about the next feeding time. Yeah. You're eating your breakfast thinking about lunch. Absolutely. You're eating your lunch thinking about you yeah. know, dinner, and then you're eating your dinner thinking about, what can I have later that's going to be really naughty while I watch Gogglebox or something? <laughs> And then I realise I've achieved nothing. I'm a little the day. bit like that. My fa- I do like dinner time, but I, I like it because of the social occasion. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not really social because it's at the hat, but it feels like a social occasion. We get round a, a table. Mm-hmm. We don't eat in front of the telly. Yeah. Usually the news is burbling away, but but I like I like to be at a table for that. Yeah, and, I think that's um, important. I like I find that enjoy uh, an enjoyable time. So thank God that day's over. <laughs> and now I'm just going to collapse in front of the telly in a couple of hours and that would be great. But so, that's not necessarily about what's on the table. It's almost not important what's on the table as long as you get that social social occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you're in restaurants and you, the conv- I know you're meant to sit around a table, but everyone talks about food, the food mm-hmm. in, in restaurants when they're eating it. They're not talking about anything else hardly. They're talking about the food they're eating. Yeah. It's like, God, come on. Well, Graham, if you don't enjoy that aspect of eating, you've come on the wrong podcast. Well, actually, this is great because, yeah, you're going to be talking about food that you're not currently eating. (laughs) Yeah. We've we've really thought of all the angles. I'm hankering after every item. Yeah, you're going to be hankering big time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm actually lucky, you know, those, my partner is actually a really great cook. Oh, great. And loves cooking. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't really get a look in that often, so that's 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 pretty. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I'm lucky in that way. I mean, I do hold my, you know, I I, I do do everything else. Yeah, in the house. Oh, oh, uh, what, 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 what what the other thing, what things do you do? No, that's not that's not true. <laughs> what do I do? I do everything I can that. just just to make life happier mm-hmm. for everybody. Who, who who comes into contact with me? And uh, does your partner have a, speci- a special dish, a speciality that you really look forward to? Unless it's on your menu, don't re- don't reveal it in advance. She might kill me. No, no, it's not on. Um, yeah, there's some really good um, halloumi business. Mm-hmm. Halloumi business. Yeah, there's some good halloumi business. Um, there's a good kofta every now as well. Oh, nice. Ooh. So sort of like oh, a no, lot of Middle know. Eastern Turkish cooking. Yeah. What else? I'm a bit nervous because I'm not sure she'll really, really appreciate me. She's gonna. Do, we, we should listen to it, this, and then be annoyed you've given away her secret recipes. Maybe. Yes. You don't putting you in this position now is gonna lead to more anxiety dreams, don't you? You're gonna go to sleep and it's <laughs> gonna be on my arm. Bill Sykes being yeah. like, "Tell me the recipes." Yeah. Tell me, uh, what's, what's the halloumi business? What does your partner <laughs> cook? <laughs> get, get in bullseye. We're gonna find out what the kofta. What's in the kofta? Lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be lamb. Or maybe it's not kofta. It's not kofta. It's just more of a sort of... I mean, are they sort of an extended... They're a sort of a meatball. Yeah, like sort Squashed out yeah, over yeah, a yeah. stick. It's yeah, not quite like that. But anyway, I can't talk about food that I like that's not on my menu, can okay. I? Oh, you can. I mean, you can. I, do of like, you can. I do like pasta and things. I try to eat very healthily. Mm-hmm. And recently I was in Denmark, and that was that was the best things I've, I'd eaten for, yeah. for a good while. You know, white asparagus and little little prawns swimming mm. in some sort of mayonnaise type stuff and some um, marinated herring on some rye bread or rude bread. Yeah. And, um, you know, a bit of onion and things like that. And, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that sort yeah. of thing. 
So more, yeah, they're like the Scandi way of cooking quite clean. It feels healthy, but it's also delicious and flavoursome. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, it has a bit of that um, dill. Mm. has a bit of that going on. Because the only other part of me, apart from Midlands, mm-hmm. England, is a bit of Norwegian. So there's probably might not have anything to do with why I like that food, but it might might have a little bit to do with it. I'm, I'm Midlands, but I don't know if I'm Norwegian. <laughs> Where Midlands are you from? In the Catherine in Northamptonshire? Northamptonshire. Check the shoes out. Yeah, cobblers. <laughs> Vans is based in uh, Catherine. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Vans. <laughs> You've got American. I think these are French, my sheep footwear. That's, that's flash. I've got New Balance on. New balance. Because even though I don't have kids, I've turned into a dad in the last year. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, just dad vibes. The dad sort of fit hat. Yeah, absolutely. Got the hat. Stripy trousers, and it's, New Balance. It's an extremely distracting T-shirt you're wearing. Yeah, sorry, I saw you looking at that. Uh, it's a yeah, re- and you've it- got writing on your hat that is difficult to make out, and I'm mm. finding myself having to stare at it. Yes. Well, Every now uh, and again, I've noticed... You glance at Ed. Yes. And you don't look happy each time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm glad to mean? hear it's about the T-shirt, though. Yeah, yeah, that's Rather good. than my general vibe. Um, this is a wrestling T-shirt. I'll explain ah, everything right. I'm wearing. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Um, she's a fantastic wrestler. And it Ooh. says, she's my mammy on there, because uh, that's what um, Dominic Mysterio calls her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the hat is, uh, it's a band called Harriet. Herald. Harriet. Harriet. Harriet, yes. They're a, a new uh, British metal band. Are they? Called Harriet? Harriet, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about that. No? Well, well, there's obvious things you'd say. But, you know, it's... Um, I am an old All Creatures Great and Small yes. fan, you see. Oh, from, yes. From, from way back, the original TV series. The Christian vet. He was a Christian vet. He was a he? Christian vet. Yeah, he was a vet. Uh, and he, he loved... He loved God and Jesus. Right. I suppose he did. He did. Well, that... Is this a satanic vet? Harriet. <laughs> yeah. As it's far as I know, the, the band Harriet are not named after James Harriet. And uh, <laughs> well, they're missing an R. If when you were. see them live, you don't get Christian vibes. I'll say that. Uh, uh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of vibes do you get? Sort of just very um, extreme metal vibes. Great. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, they're very, very good. Yeah. Do you like metal? Ever? Do you? Do you... I sort of appreciate. Yonks and yonks ago, I got into sort of things like the helicopters and Entombed mm-hmm. and bands like this that were. More Scandinavian sort stuff. of Swedish. It was yeah. like heavy, quite heavy rock, really, or quite mm-hmm. trad, like greasy rock and roll sort of stuff. Yeah, I was. I quite like listening to that stuff for a bit, and I went to see en- Entombed a couple of times, and they were great chaps. Yeah, they're brilliant. I they were just uh, had a, having a great laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and they sounded heavy as hell then at that point. But then yeah. I don't go and see bands like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you go to many gigs? <laughs> Not really. I like I like your your cadence and way of talking. We don't know where the sentence is going to end, <laughs> and it will just end out of nowhere. And then we're like, oh yeah, that's, it's I like it. you keeping us on our toes. Is that off putting? No. no, not at all. We love it. It's good. I stuff. like to see gigs, uh, but I'm a bit, you know, my hearing has been knocked about a little bit mm-hmm. recently, and so um, I'm not sure whether it's that great for me to see to see too many gigs. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm involved. I'm in a noisy situation quite more often than not, though, which is the problem. But I do have hearing aids and things like that, yeah. which I'm not wearing today because I thought this would be all right. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, you don't need to Unless we get saying. the Harriet on. We, yeah. <laughs> it should be fine. We always start with still or sparkling water. Uh, still. Yeah. Straight away. Absolutely. Not a sparkling fan? Sparkling, I've always thought, was for caners, I think. <laughs> 
It is, isn't it? Let's face it. Caners. <laughs> Why is it for caners? Well, they need really something to cut through all the night before. You know, they need some fizz to bring them back to life. <laughs> uh, I've always thought that that was everybody I know. I mean, not everybody. I'm being unfair, but whenever people are like, order sparkling water when they go to a restaurant, I go, I look at them and go, oh yeah, <laughs> and I think they've been caning it. They've been caning it. <laughs> so I like to have it, you know, as, as close to like sauce as. as Mm. I'll be up there sucking on a hillside, you know, if I could. Well, yeah. we can, we can. I mean, it's the dream. It's the dream restaurant. If you want to suck on a hillside at the start of this meal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we can do that for you because I'm a, mm. I'm a genie. I've got powers. So yeah. if you want to be sucking on a Scandinavian hillside, maybe, or maybe even where, where, um, in Ashbourne somewhere. That'd yeah. be all right. Is that near Kettering? No, I don't think so. I but... think that's further north than Kettering. Oh, are you from the Midlands? In the Midlands, I'm from Darbspondon, Derby originally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, my sister lived in Derby for a bit, so I'd go there quite a bit, visit. Yeah. I've already spoke about everything about that on the podcast before. The, yes. man, the man called Boston who would sit on the wall. Yes. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty, you mean Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> Sorry, yes. I don't, I, Humpty Dumpty. You got mixed up again. You're, always, Dumpty. you're always doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'd like to suck on a, a hillside? Yeah. How steep In the dark peaks. In the dark, you just you'd be like, in the dark, dark peaks. peaks, sucking on a hillside. You suck on the dark peaks. Um, yeah. Do you want a straw to suck on the hillside, or do you want to just a lips to the hillside? I just like the lips straight on. Yeah, it's a bit constricting the the straw. Yeah, I'd well, like I'd like to get the full pressure, the yeah. full water pressure, full in the fizzog. I think if anything made me suspect someone was a caner, it would be someone sucking off a hillside. Yeah, yeah, not sucking off. <laughs> not come, off. Sorry. come on, he's not sucking it off. <laughs> but no. sucking the water off the hillside. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I guess, I guess so. Sucking off a hillside. Come on, man. It's sucking the hillside. Sucking on the hillside. Letting one's lips yield to the pressure of water <laughs> yeah. as it springs forth. Yes. That's I, what I, I think that's all right. Well, would you want anyone with you at this meal? Do you want anyone to join you? Oh, I you didn't or? know that that was part of the deal. I could well, choose people. Just well, would, would that be, be your dream? Would your dream to be to dine alone, though? Because if it is, then do that. Whenever I've died at, d- dined alone, I have... I have oh, uh, no. That's uh, a, a glimpse into those anxiety <laughs> dreams again. Yeah. Um, it's been slightly... It's kind of embarrassing and you feel like a bit of a saddo and I tend to eat very, very quickly and get out of there. Mm-hmm. So... I'm probably sitting there eating fast and, and asking for whatever I need as, and, and then hardly finishing and then asking, can I pay? Can I get out of here? And then leaving really quick. So they probably feel they've dealt with some extremely neurotic person. Or at other times I feel remarkably suave when I'm when I'm on my own, but it, but it really just, just depends on the general mm. general feeling and how the neurosis is doing. Depends on the restaurant yeah. a bit as well, maybe. Yeah. I, totally I don't like I don't like all posh. No, I, you know tasting menus and things like that. That's all a bit odd. Mm-hmm. I don't like being mollycoddled and treated like a toddler or a baby in a restaurant. Yeah, and people point with their little finger at bits of what's on a plate and and tell you what it is. It's like, I've never thought of that as being treated like a baby, but it makes absolute sense when you put bit, it like that. Mm. It's like just put it, just you know, just let me eat it. Although, and, you know, I've never thought about the pointing with the little finger as well. Yeah. And actually, I think if they came along and they pointed with their normal pointing finger at my food, I think I'd be like, get the hell out of here. I feel that would that would, that would offend me more. Yeah. Pointing with the little finger does feel cleaner and less rude. Less aggressive. Whereas if they were pointing with their actual finger, I'd be like... Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's accusational, isn't it? some gnarled 
It's just the pretense of it. The pretense. I don't mean pretense. It's pretend, pretensive. Pretend. Yeah. Pretend. What's the word? Well, pretense. I, I, I think which one you're looking sure, for. Right? The, the pretense, haven't heard the full sentence. The fakery. Sentence. It's the fakery pretense, of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, this this bloke is doing this and he's describing what that's called and, and, and this is a little bit of foam to go with it and that's the sort of drink that you should have with it. And, and, mm. and it's a bit like, I, I just don't take it. I can't take it seriously. It's really absurd. Yeah. And I think people should just be how they are. Mm. But what if that is how they are, the, the waiters and stuff and the people at the restaurant? If that well, is... that's, that's that's fine. But you can tell, you can see through it. Yeah. You can see through it, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would I you ever say that to many to of those things, thank you. Would you ever be brave enough to say to a waiter like halfway through, I see through all this? No, I, I, I wouldn't be. No. That's the sort of thing that people I'm close to, and possibly people in the band I play in, would be, would at certain times, yeah. not have any qualms about just, are we allowed to swear on Yeah, you? yeah. Right, right, okay. Tell the people to fuck off. Just, like, just, just put yeah. it fucking down and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that sort of thing. And um, Sometimes when Alex is talking about his cheeses, do you go, I see right through you. <laughs> I see right through you, Alex. Yeah. And I see a load of cheese in there. <laughs> it's good cheese. Yeah, you like his cheese, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I've cheese. eaten it. I've eaten it. Yeah? I've eaten it at Christmas. We usually get a... I think Alex was complaining recently that he sends out Christmas parcels of cheese to everyone and gets nothing back <laughs> every year. But the thing is, you know, he makes the he cheese gets friendship. Though, right? It's not like he's he getting a friendship. different different gift every time, right? He gets to be in blur for an yeah. extra year. <laughs> <laughs> he should never take that for granted. Yeah, that's your present. But Alex. his cheese is nice, and he expands. Um, I'm waiting for the cheddar. Yeah, but the old. Blue Monday, that's quite Yeah, nice. it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you, you, it's, you think you should carry on with the cheeses? Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I never get through my quotient of cheese, my Christmas quotient, <laughs> ever. It's just too much. Yeah. I mean, I probably have the amount for, for Christmas and New Year's that he might have in one night, and, yeah. I, and it's still too much. You know, he is a maniac when it comes to, to the cheese. I bet he has sparkling water. Yeah, yeah. Just he's cheese caning. He's caning on the cheese, yeah. <laughs> caning it. <laughs> so much cheese. Have you seen him just like devour a load of cheese in front of you and can you not believe that I you're have. seeing I sort of can because I'm sort of used to it now. But if it was the first time, I would be quite shocked, possibly. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, I mustn't, you know, Owls is a lovely man. I, I, I love yes. Alex. But I did see him once eat a massive amount of that blue Monday. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a Christmas amount, let's say, on on a bit of cracker, which you're allowed to have a bit more than than than, than your auntie or something. And but he went slap and then squirted a load of honey on it as well. And oh, then you've got yeah. to try it like this. I was like, yeah, go on then. Yeah. But I thought, blimey, I couldn't do that another again for another year. I, 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 not for another year. The cheese and the honey. That was much. Yeah. It was much. Poplums or bread? Poplums or bread, Grand Coxon? Poplums or bread? Poplums or bread? Yeah. Well, I'll have to have bread. Is this mine? Yeah. Water. Still. still. Yeah, still, still um, water there. There you are. Um, not exactly coming out of the side of a hill, but... Yeah. <laughs> poppadoms. What, big crisps? Yeah, the big yes. crisps. You know what a poppadom is, well, If I was at a... Um, <laughs> I see through you. If I was I going... <laughs> poppadom, what is such? Um, I, I would go for a poppadom, of course, if I was in a certain type of restaurant. Mm. But on this occasion, I'd have to go... With a little bit of bread, but not much, because I've got to, I've got to look ahead, mm. and and there might not be much need for bread, and bread might actually come with the 
Mm, starter, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would like to um, have bread. I'm full on butter. Usually a pinch of some decent salt upon the butter as well. Nice. Yeah. It was one of my, used to be one of my favorite pastimes on airplanes was to just have as much wine as I could possibly fit onto my sort of tray yeah. that came down from the seat in front and um, just have loads of bread and butter and salt. And that that was it. You would have the, the rest of the meal. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like my little. It'd be like a sort of a little Abigail's party all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite Dickensian in a way, like just wine and bread and butter. So That's why the dreams yeah. are happening. Yeah, singing um papa all yeah. the time, you know, <laughs> to be thrown off the flight. Yeah. So, would you like that for your dream meal? Would you like um, you, you're on the hillside for the water? But you want to be on a plane for the bread course with the tray down, <laughs> and you've got all your bread and butter Flicking and salt. Out. Yeah, I think that would be quite nice, but yeah. not the wine now. It'd have no. to be the um, remnants of the still water. Maybe the plane's just literally flown over the hill, and you've been able to a cod piece of water. Yeah, a cod because, piece. It, because I, I'm in medieval dress. I'm <laughs> oh, okay, exactly on the side of a hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe a bit of cod piece water, and. Uh, <laughs> But it'll have to be some crusty French stuff, the bread. Yeah. It's not going to be anything not nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it can't be plain bread, like bread you would have on a plane, right? Because quite often that's pretty bad bread. Mm. We'd have to... Right, f- depends on the... What's the best bread you've had on the plane? Sometimes they bring round a basket and mm. there's multiple types. And yeah. you can have, you know, seedy kind of ones or capaccio, whatever it's called, or, or like just white French type stuff yeah. and i'd probably go for the white this is biz- we're talking business upwards though right yeah which i don't travel always in business yeah mm. I, I have done recently but that was an up that was just a, i was bumped up oh nice for no reason it's always nice what a feeling but were you looking around because like i imagine a lot of the people in business class they're not your type of people i imagine you'd look at them and go, oh, see right through all these i see right through all these motherfuckers. they're all mongering of some sorts there's something they're mongering to have got there <laughs> Do you mean like fishmongers? Mongerers. Yeah. 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 Fishmongerers, warmongerers, fearmongerers, moneymongerers. Yeah. So whenever I'm getting on the plane and I'm going to economy, I look at the people going to business and like every single one of those people is a fishmonger. Yeah. I imagine fishmongers are pretty gutted that they're lumped in with all the gutted. other mongers. Because like <laughs> all the other mongers are pretty bad. They're warmongering and fearmongering and then they're like, we just like fish. Why are we there's in no with them? There's not meat mongers. They're butchers. No, butchers. So they're just butchers. It's iron mongers, I guess. Fishmong- iron mongers. Going Mongery. back to Dickensian times. But I suppose I look like, um, I'd probably like to think I don't, but I think people go, musician. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a split second. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, I try not to look like one. Yeah. But it's bloody obvious, I think, to people. <laughs> what sort of things do you do to try and not look like a musician, would you say? I try not to air drum you know, like <laughs> on my tray that goes into the front i tried to wear a nice pair of shoes from northampton yes oh yeah yeah um maybe some jeans that aren't ripped and Mm. and 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 looking like they've been dragged through roskill the festival which is where we were last weekend in denmark i don't know but some 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 pop stars do dress rather is it sartorially these Mm -hmm. days don't they and still look like musicians actually it's the hair yeah i haven't really got a musician's haircut Mm mm-hmm I know what you mean, though. Like, I, I, like you, you, Alex, and Damon, I go. They're musicians. Dave, not too much <laughs> drummer. Just look. look at, you, you, do, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't look at Dave and go, definitely a musician. Mm. He's a he's a wonderful musician because he's not only that. He's he's he, yeah. he isn't only that. He's a host, a radio host. Because you don't go Alex Cheese. 
<laughs> you stop at musician, Alex and or Cheese. Yeah. Well, Dave has done all sorts. He's been um, he's he's been a lawmongerer. <laughs> he's been a lawyer, pilot. You know, he he, yeah. he does all sorts of what I would call kind of grown up stuff. He's done that for years. You know, since I've known him, he's been interested. He's the only one who reads the you know the contracts and things like mm-hmm. that. So he's interested in law and grown up stuff. You know. So he's a pilot as well. Yeah, for a while, Alex and Dave both were flying aeroplanes about. Who do you want to be flying the plane that you're eating the bread on? Thank you for asking the question I was also oh, well, thinking of. Well, Dave could fly. So not Alex. You would like Dave over Alex to be flying the plane? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we talk, yes, definitely, these days. Yeah, because he reads the contracts. He reads so all the contracts. definitely, based on my knowledge of him, which is only the things that you've said, I would choose Dave over Alex to be flying the plane yeah. because he's a, a responsible adult who yeah. reads yeah, contracts. Yeah, because he'd be like, you know, telling you, well, the, look at the instruments, Graham. Here we have this. Alex would just be like, this is great, isn't it? Yeah. And Alex would get honey all over Perfectly safe, I imagine. But, you know, so I, I've been up in a plane with, with, with Alex flying. Yeah. It's great up there because you can do what you like. <laughs> really? There's yeah. no laws? I would say There's that's no the opposite. There's no laws in that aeroplane. <laughs> it's a lawless, like... Yeah. You know, saloon. <laughs> you can smoke whatever you want, drink whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. What a size when Alex is, is flying yeah. the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Alex is flying. Undo your seatbelt, share a seat, you know, do whatever. <laughs> Did you do any of those things? All sorts of stuff. I can't even yeah. go into it. <laughs> All sorts of things. Let's get into your menu proper now, your All dream right. starter. I think it's a bit of a prawn uh, cocktail. I love a prawn. You've got to love a prawn. A prawn cocktail? Yeah. Has this always been a favourite of yours? I think it has. And um, I started to think, well, why can't I just start making these at home? Yeah. Why do I have to go to Trattoria Luca on Parkway to get me um prawn cocktail? Or me prawns on avocado. Uh-huh. And I started doing it at home. And um, a bit of thousand dollar dressing on some prawns on a bit of avocado or some lettuce and a bit of lemon and you're off, aren't you? Nice. Yeah. And, and would you rate your own? Do you do a good one? You do a good one. It just one? tastes the same as the other ones. Yeah. I haven't got a remarkably advanced palette or anything, but it, you know, it, it did the job. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit there and photograph it and, and, you know, wiggle my tongue about and tell you where, <laughs> where I'm tasting things. I'm not that sort of eater. Yeah, yeah. But but what I did when in, in America a few times was to go hell for leather on an electrically assisted bike from Santa Monica through Venice and all the way and all the way and all the way along and go like 20 kilometres up up there. Then there's this old seafood shack and the Americans do a, well, they call it a shrimp cocktail. Mm -hmm. I I call shrimp, it's a very small prawn, but they call everything shrimp. They don't use the word prawn over there. Yeah, because I I imagine like it being tiny, the tiny little guys are the shrimp, right? Yeah, little shrimpy things. Yeah, the little shrimpy things. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Whereas a prawn is one of them big, succulent, yeah. fat, bloated beasts that you, <laughs> that you, that Americans just call a shrimp. Of course. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you using those at home? Are you, get, are you going to like, well, uh, shout out again to the fishmonger. Are you going to get the big, the big boys from the fishmonger when you do it at home? I, I haven't done it at home for a long time because I, I might push for it. Because as, as, as you know, my partner, Rose, she does a lot yes. of the cooking. Um, but we have mm. got... Um, we have got prawns from the old. Um, they're expensive, aren't they? The yeah, big ones, pretty pricey. But because the, the kitchen prawns, tiger prawns, yeah, yeah, of course, they're expensive. Because the kitchen's not your domain, do you have to like 
really quickly like sneak in there when your partner's cooking and try and make a prawn cocktail. She's like, get out of here! Stop making prawn cocktails! No, it's not like that. The, 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 the kitchen is my domain. Yeah. But it's just that I'm always, I'm tidying it up. And, and, and that takes a longer time. So yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the kitchen a lot. But mainly tidying. Mainly tidying, making cups of tea. And yeah. Things like that. Do you put music on when you're tidying? What do you, what, no, what's the, you don't. never. You don't? I don't listen to music. Never? <laughs> no. Gets in, it gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. No, we should, we should listen to more music. You know, um, I do like what, you know, Spotify and things just throws up every now and then. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, you might like this. You know, are they I quite right? like doing that. They're quite often right. It doesn't creep you out that they were right. That they no, it doesn't. No, no, not really. I'm only one thumb movement from destroying my iPhone, aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> you know, it's like we can just eliminate everything and delete stuff, but we never do. I suppose. No. But um, where were we with the real subject? We now? were just talking prawn well, cocktail. Actually, there's a prawn few cocktail. Things, yeah, yeah, I love a prawn. Because in America, they do. That, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to know about this American place yeah. that you went to. Well, you go. You go to it, and it's like this old shack. It must be quite famous around there. You've gone past where the airport is and, and, and where Jackie Brown was filmed and all that. Mm-hmm. You go past there, you go up further, 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 and, that, and there it is. And you, you can choose your things. You can, there's, they're, they're all live there, and you can choose lobsters and all the rest of it. And I, 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 we used to go and um, have a lobster and have a shrimp cocktail, but it was the sauce, really, that mm-hmm. is different over there. It's a sort of a it's a sort of shrimp cocktail sauce, but then you put a blob of horseradish mm, in yeah. there, and that was really really good. So, would you like that prawn cocktail for your dream meal? The shrimp cocktail from that, the, shack. What, what, the shack. Yeah, possibly that would be a good a, a good thing, but still with a bit of greenery, you know. Yeah. On a bed of lettuce. Yeah, you got to have a bed of lettuce. Like the lettuce, of lemon, refreshing. Something. I love this, uh, the horseradish thing. I, I only had it recently when I went to the States, the shrimp cocktail, because you expect that creamy dressing, right? Yeah. And then it's the it's almost tomato-y with yeah. loads of horseradish in it. A proper fiery gets it's up great. your nose. Yeah. It's an entonsery of flavour. That's exactly what I said, weirdly. The first <laughs> yeah, time I said it, it was like it's an entonsery of flavour. Yeah. Before we move on, what's your favourite part of cleaning the kitchen? Do you have a, a part, when, when you're doing the clean-up of the kitchen, is there a particular thing that is really satisfying that you like to tidy up and get right well the thing is i i'm my 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 dealing with kitchen and and things like that is i don't know i'm gonna do it you know it Mm -hmm. it it again comes from an anxiety where i feel a little bit anxious maybe i've been having an awkward conversation and before i know it i'm sweeping the kitchen floor (laughs) or i'm in the middle of the washing up or i'm scrubbing the sink you know, I'm, I'm hosing down those things that keep the big bits from going down the sink that you can remove. Yeah. You know, I'm hosing that out a little bit. Yeah. Or I'm sweeping the patio down, removing bird shit and all the rest of it. You know, I'm doing all of this stuff because I found myself in a in, a, in an awkward situation yeah. or, or or my anxiety has is, is, is risen somewhat. And I'm sure old girlfriends of mine have, have, have absolutely, when the place of the state started to have a little an argument with me, just, <laughs> just point me in the right direction. And they're, oh, it's all spick and span 10 minutes later. And, I, and, I, and I'm really fast. Yeah, I, I don't waste time, you know, emptying dishwashers, refilling dishwashers, yeah. wiping all the things down, re-oiling the surface of the, the, the wooden surfaces, you know, everything. Yeah. Oh. You know, and, and I'm a bit... I'm, I'm I'm a bit too much. It's it's a bit like it's it's slightly too obsessive. I'm a bit a little bit too obsessive. But if you go from Santa Monica through Venice and then um, 
El Segundo, I think. Uh-huh. Lost my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah. And then the area where the airport is further down. La Ronda. Uh, you see, it's it's gone. Redondo Beach. Oh, it might be Patty Redondo. Smith. It's a bit further than Redondo. And they have one of those cheesecake factories nearby that you have to avoid. What, why do you costs. have to avoid them? Because it's just full of cakes. <laughs> it's like a huge place. And it's not just cheesecake. No, it's not. It's not. I, I went to a cheesecake factory in San Francisco, really yeah. want, wanting to try the cheesecake. But I made the mistake of ordering the meatloaf first to earn my dessert. And the meatloaf was humongous. And I didn't really enjoy the cheesecake after that because yeah. I was too full. But the meatloaf was all right. I can't even remember it. It's I, good I, stuff, I think. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I've, I've had a lot of people say to me that they, I can't remember who it was recently, but they, there's an American person who said the biggest mistake people make at Cheesecake Factory is getting the cheesecake because it's the worst thing on the menu. <laughs> mm. Did you, you think yeah, you have to avoid it because it's, it's just full of cakes? Cakes. Are you, is it that you're not a fan of cake or you're too much of a fan of cake or just the idea of it being full of cakes you find nerve-wracking? No, the idea of it being full of cakes is is it's amazing to me. It's like a it's like a sort of a heaven. No, I, I like sweet things and um, I, I, I can destroy. You could rip your way through Jesus. Yeah, I could destroy you know, any amount of sweet things, chocolate especially. I like the idea of you like just whipping through Cheesecake Factory like mm. Taz. Just yeah. spinning around. Like, and... <laughs> I could do. I could. I could do. I mean, I'd be. I'd be sick. But um, you know, the intense there. I guess in the kitchen you have like the opposite of Taz because you're spinning around the kitchen, but then it's all tidy at yeah. the end. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Your dream main course, right? <laughs> now, what, 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 why then when you had a puff on your vape, did you cover it with your hand so I couldn't see it? You did it a little. Say you can see it. I know that you think it's all about you. <laughs> I hate it when people say that. I remember the first time I got that, I was crushed. Were it's you? not all about you, Graham. Like, oh. <laughs> what? Isn't it? <laughs> no, there's a there's a camera up there. I'm noticing. But oh, you you shielded it from the camera. Who who said that to you? Who said it's? Oh, I remember? can't remember. It's pretty funny that you can't remember who said it. You're too busy <laughs> remembering what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might yeah, have been a teacher. Dickhead teacher. Like they're, they're the sort of people that, that leave the most yeah. harm so knocking yeah, about in you. one's head, aren't they? Yeah, especially when they're I once had sake. a teacher when I was living, when I'd moved to Colchester. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd written an account of my weekend in which I'd gone up to Spondon mm-hmm. to see my granddad again and, 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 and all of that. And I'd written that he lived in Mold Ave. You know, I'd shortened yeah. it and... She she singled my little account out as being the most absurd piece of work. I'm about seven years old. Yeah. But it's, everything hits you when you're seven. Yeah. Everything happened. All the worst stuff happened to me when I was seven. Dog bites, broken teeth, yeah. um, a beginning to um, fainting episodes that I, I used to have. Yeah. And this was my first one, I, I think. I didn't quite realise what was going on. 
and and she changed Spondon to London. Right. And she 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 read it out in the most piss taking way. Oh. I was absolutely didn't know what why I'd been singled out. Yeah. To be made to look such a fool. Yeah. And um, she thought you'd spelled London wrong. Yeah. So she, she's just like, stupid. I, but I could She's a stupid yeah, idiot. Yeah, she was, she was showing her own ignorance yeah. in front mm. of everybody because she hadn't heard of Spondon, mm-hmm. which is very famous. You know, everybody yes, heard everyone of knows Spondon. <laughs> but Spondon to, 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 to try and spell London with an SP yeah. at the beginning <laughs> is kind of, yeah, were. I just thought he's... <laughs> she read it out in a piss-taking way, including yeah. Av. Did she? A, you know, Malt Av. Made an example of me. How old was she? Do you reckon? I don't know. She looked like Hamble. Do you remember Hamble, one of the dolls that was from play school years ago? No. Look her up. She looked a bit like that, but sort of a 35 year old woman. Let's yeah. call her that sort of age. Dead now, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 yeah. She probably died before I was in secondary school. Yeah, you reckon? Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be my fault. It was no, not no, your it's not your blaming you. Being, no, no, no. She's going through life, yeah, being that sort of bitter and hideous and cynical, yeah, towards children, yeah, and then she deserves everything she it's probably what got. got her in the end. Yeah, yeah, she deserves that. Yeah, you know, yeah, she might yeah. be hanging on. No, no, she's in the ground. <laughs> in the ground, <laughs> she's in the ground. But you won't be sucking on that part of the ground, will you? No, no, uh, uh, no. Awful. Trying to have a nice glass of water, you realise it's your teacher's grave. Your dead teacher's in there. Sucking up remnants. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want any of that. <laughs> I hope she's buried in Spondon. That'd no, be funny. this would this would have been in um, in Essex. This would have been in Colchester. Oh, yeah, but I hope somehow she's ended up. I hope that... She's ended up in the Ashbourne Hills. She was to supposed her. to be buried in London. And someone got mixed up and accidentally buried her in Spondon. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. By mistake. Yeah. That would be excellent. <laughs> no, she's there on an av as well. Yeah. I hope she's on an av. She's been there adding to the pong. Yeah. <laughs> there is a thing called the Spondon Pong. Is there? Yes, because of the Selenese factory there. So it's mm. used to make this particularly strange rubbery kind of smell in the air. Right. And so yeah. you'd always know when you're in Spondon because you have you looked that up. <laughs> you because you get this sort of pong. The pong. You'd get the Spondon Pong. Yeah, that'd be a good name for a band or a song or an album. Mm. An the Spondon album, Pong. Yeah. The Spondon Pong. Can't remember where I'm from. Next, next to Burton Latimer, which is where the Weetabix factory is. So often there's areas of Kettering that really smell like Weetabix. The Kettering stench. Yeah, that the must Kettering be stench, nice. as it's known. Although the there was a really bad, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but there was a really bad weekend. When I was in my late teens, early twenties, I can't remember when. When Kettering just smelled like hot sick. Really? Yeah, just smelled like hot sick. Hot. Yeah, it smelled like hot. It very specifically smelled like hot sick. What D- happened down that near the weekend? train station? I don't know. Everyone was like, "Don't go down near the train station. It smells like hot sick." God. It was bad stuff. We we would we would kill for the spond and pong at that yeah. point. <laughs> Your dream main courses. What, I, what I've realised we haven't. <laughs> Sorry, we said dream. We said dream main course, and we went off on this tangent. But yeah, what is your dream main oh, um, I'm going to say nazi goreng. Mm. This is a difficult one because there's so many things I liked, mm-hmm. and I was just going to say the one thing that eventually ended up as my side dish because right. that's 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 kind of pretty. Much, I'm I'm happy with that most most points during the day or year. Or, Whenever, but nasi goreng is is something that I had that I knew my dad loved from when he was a young man in uh-huh. Malaya. I think it was Malaya, and he loved nasi goreng, which is basically fried rice. I mm-hmm. think it means. And um, he said that this very, very, very old, wizened, short woman used to make this for him pretty much every night. Yeah, 
when he was a young, I mean, he may have been a teenager at the time in the uh-huh. army out there. Right. But used to like whip this together and he used to just absolutely love it. Yeah. And um, that's really gone on to me. I remember having it in Jakarta in 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just great stuff. It's lot, It's a, sort of, I think it's sort of a fried rice that you can just put whatever you like in. But mainly when I've had it, it's got a little bit, I've tried to make it as well. It doesn't, it doesn't taste quite as good as when I've had it. But the best one I ever had was in Jakarta. It had sort of like, you know, the chicken on sticks thing. Yeah. Like satay. Like yes. the satay. Yeah, satay, yeah. Satay. yeah. So you get rice and you may, may have a couple of satays and a big dollop of peanut sauce and you'd have a fried egg on the top of the whole lot. Oh, nice. Mm. And um, it's, it's excellent stuff. And I, I'm really into sort of ricey food. I like, I like a good old fried rice. It used to be a huge treat when I was a kid to go to the Chinese restaurant and have fried rice and things like that. I thought it was the best stuff ever. What was your go-to type of fried rice at the Chinese restaurant when you were a kid? Well, for, for, for ages it was chop suey, which is no rice at all. No. But when I discovered the fried rice, I don't know, just chicken fried rice. And yeah. I was quite happy with that. Because then, you know, it was the 70s and the 80s and I would have had, you know, real proper like English spaghetti bolognese. And I wouldn't have had Chinese food. I wouldn't have had any other shape of pasta apart from spaghetti. And it would it would hardly be a sort of anything approaching an Italian sauce. It would be, be more like a sort of a stew, English stew on mm-hmm. top of spaghetti, you know, carrots and everything. And it yeah. became a little bit of a joke that there's, there's these big chunks of carrot. Like, this is a stew. <laughs> this is an English stew, but with on spaghetti. So I remember my mum try, tried to make Chinese food on a Monday with what was left over from Sunday. You know, sticky pork and things like this. And yeah. we were like, oh, this, I love this. <laughs> I love this sort of thing. You see, I liked exotic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, and, and, I, and I just love that stuff. I love it. When you eat the nasi goreng, do you think about your dad every time? Is it impossible for you to eat it without thinking about, my it, dad used to eat this, uh, like you think about the wizened old woman every time? Yeah, I do a bit. Whenever I see it on a menu, which isn't often, yeah. I've had nasi goreng with him. But it, it's, it's, the thing is, it's all in a very nostalgic time for him. So it's mm. never, ever going to approach what this sort of 200-year-old woman have, you know, made for him. It's yeah. never going to be quite the same. But the good thing is, because this is the dream restaurant, we can help out with that, right? Yeah, if so you like. W- would you she like the two... We- <laughs> she comes. Would you like the 200-year-old woman to cook you this in the dream restaurant? I would. Yes. And I'd like her to be extremely rude as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Just it when people it, are rude to you? Chuck it at you, yeah. Uh, in restaurants. I like rudeness and anger and insult. Yeah. I think it's She's funny. not pointing with her little finger, I'll put it that way. No, but she's... I bet she was great. Yeah. Bet she's made made that a billion times. Yeah. And pfft, easy. And I imagine it in a mess tin. Although it probably wasn't in a mess tin. You know, I get this information out of my dad every now and then, what it was like when he was out there. And yeah. what were your shorts like? Were they really massive high waisters, you know? And, um, Asking all the right questions. <laughs> what were the shorts <laughs> like? What was the Nazi Greg like? Yeah. Thanks, what Dad. Short- and you wore them ammo, you were wearing ammo boots. and Yeah. And where would you go? I'd go a few tents up and this woman would just chuck nasi goreng at you. Excellent. <laughs> is it spicy, the nasi goreng? It can, yeah. It can be. Do you like a bit of spice? Mm, absolutely. You, you liked the horseradish in there? Yeah. I loved the horseradish when I was a kid and I tried to force that on my own children. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How they, how so they... Go on, have it just a little bit. <laughs> do, do they? And do I they don't mean... like spicy. But they, mm. they, always, they always like it. Right, so yeah, once they give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Just have, just have a tiny bit. You're just so building you, up their tolerance. 
yeah. bit by bit. You don't yeah. have to have this thing on its own. You 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 yeah. put it with stuff, you know, to enhance. <laughs> People get so freaked out about spicy stuff. I mean, I don't go too spicy these days. You know, I'm not like let's have a vindaloo. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not like that. I just don't see the point. If but you I um, like a little bit, just just enough is good enough. Yeah. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not like spice mania. Like like yeah. it's a ma- machismo. I'm not a, like that kind of masculine. Did you like the Spice Girls? Not really. You went into them. I guess it was yeah. like it, it was that time where like you know you 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 just had. I mean, you were probably all punched out from Blur versus Oasis, and then Spice Girls came around. You're like, oh, I can't. But you're just knackered. You're like, I can't put up with this. I can't engage with this. I can't, put, I, can't, <laughs> I can't engage with this shit. Well, it's it's a complicated thing that. Yeah. They were fine. I really liked Sporty. Yeah. I liked her song with Brian Adams. Yeah, good sure. song. Yeah. Even food don't taste that good and all yeah. that. I thought that was a great little we song. We should get them both on the podcast. Yeah, we should. Sporty and Bry at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And ask them, does food taste that good anymore? It was a fun ride. It was a sort of a fun sort of sort of girl powery thing. Yeah. When this sort of thing had been there in in this, in underground punk rock music for a bit, you yeah. know, the mid, you know, early to mid nineties, so I thought it was a bit cheapened and a bit shallow and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. But I was probably a bit snobby about it. It was probably okay. It was just a little bit. It was kind of a bit glitzy and pink and unicorny for me. Yeah. When when I thought there was some some other, you know, more more heavier, worthy stuff being said and 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 being put forward by by groups and women at the time. So you know the Spice Girls was a com- was a complicated thing at the time because mm-hmm. the nineties it was very it was very different in the nineties and and I don't know whether it's got much better I must have oh, God knows I hope so I mean look I hate to ask you about Blur versus Oasis because I just mentioned it but here's the here's the only I might not ever get to interview anyone from either band ever again so would you say it's fair to say that you absolutely pulverized them What <laughs> <laughs> Oasis No Come on. What, Come back on. then? We it's, obviously it's didn't. It's not a competition, Graham. You absolutely destroyed Where them. are they now? <laughs> you absolutely made a fine paste of them. They don't, they don't even talk anymore. at the time, I thought it's re- it was record sales, as far as the night. Right. People go on about, yeah, they won this battle, they didn't win the war. Uh, the war is still on. Oh, yeah. It is, isn't it? War's not it seems It seems to be. Yeah, but I would say, if the war is still on, Blur is still like on the main battlefield and Oasis uh, uh, in the first aid tent. Yeah. We're, yeah. Two separate first we're aid tents. Two separate going. first aid tents. What <laughs> chaps? Where, where, where is everybody? We've come here for a good fight. Yeah. And there's no one here. Yeah. No, but the thing is, though, if, if Oasis were to get together, yeah, yeah, then then they, they would lay waste to us. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, probably. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think they should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a laugh. You know, things that's a long time ago now. All that stuff, and we sure. were we were fighting for our careers. We were, you know, it was a matter of life and death to for for, for young people to be getting a career together. Of course, there was going to be competitiveness, mm. and you know, there was a few things that were said that were there's no need for that. But <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? We, the people were trying to get themselves out of their situation, mm-hmm. and rock and roll was was one way of doing it. So you're going to be serious about it. You're going to be uh, you know, sort of, def- you know, defend it. I chose Blur in the battle. I went and bought Country House. Did you? It's a very vivid memory. Kept in HMV, <laughs> bought it, and the lady behind the counter said to me, good choice. And then she started singing it while she got it from the... Because you, you had to go... I'd give her the slip, empty slip case, 
And she had to go and find the cassette in the the little like library behind <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. And she was just singing singing the song as she was going to get it. I, I, I really remember it really vividly because I felt like it was like the same way I felt when I went to vote for the first time. <laughs> it I is felt, a bit like I felt, that. I felt, this it? is important. I'm making a decision. And I'm going, I'm going, and I'm, I've decided I'm going to get Country House. It and, was like uh, voting. And she, she told me, well done. You made the right choice. And then she sang it as she handed it to me. I was like, thank you. And me. was this in Kettering? This is Kettering HMV. Right. Well, that's right. good. I'm glad we got, I'm glad we got, you know, one, one that, I suppose. Mm, yeah. But I didn't think either song was, they were both a bit daft. But. Yeah, sure, they were daft. But that's what you want, I guess, for, for, for uh, like a little, uh, a, a battle between the songs. You want some fun, fun songs. Yeah. But then. The Universal was like that was the next single, yeah, and that was uh that was a big part of my life. That was a big. So one. I, I I did, I did the Kettering Gang Show. Do you know what that is? A gang show. Were you in the Cub Scouts? Yeah, yeah. Why would Graham know what the Kettering Gang Show is? Well, he knew more than. But specifically, the Kettering Gang Show. Well, can you, can you guess what the Kettering Gang Show would be? <laughs> yeah, I know what a gang show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think it's <laughs> so? It's just one that's in Kettering, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to mine, which was fair a, enough. A Stanway Gang Show. Yeah, yeah. Stanway Gang Show. You're yeah. familiar with the Stanway Gang Show? Which was, <laughs> there was a Stanway Gang Show versus Kettering Gang Show. Actually, <laughs> we won the battle, but they won the war. Yeah, yeah. it was big. With the Kettering Gang Show, and it was like my first time performing on stage, and it really meant a lot to me. I really, really wanted to do it, and my parents knew that I've, I'd really, I'd wanted to do it forever. I was probably. 10 years old or whatever. And they knew that I really wanted to be on stage and perform. It's my first t- chance actually getting to do it. And when I got home from the first performance of it on my pillow was they bought me the Universal by Blur on cassette. Wow. And a little note that said, like, well done and all this. And it was very important to me. So that, that's that, nice. Every time I hear that song, I think I think about that. What think a about nice story. First time being on stage. Weren't expecting that, were you? No, normally your stories end with you being embarrassed in some way. Oh, yeah, yeah. At some point, I probably embarrassed myself. Yeah. I saw the tape and then I pissed my pants. What, what did you do at the gang show? <laughs> I was, uh... I was... <laughs> pissed your pants. <laughs> Were you told to wear um, swimming trunks when you performed in your gang show just in case you got stage fright? Like, I was. I was. What? What? In the Cubs. I was slightly younger than 10, maybe 8 or 9. But they were said, wear swimming trunks just in case you get stage fright and... And we lose control of you. Do you still do that to this day? Yeah. Wembley Arena? Yeah. Got your, got your trunks on? Got the trunks on. <laughs> you might see the drawstring peeping out at some point. That just seems like a way to guarantee a kid's going to piss themselves. It's a bit like, what? Yeah. You see, that's frightening. What? I didn't know that could happen. No. Get your trunks on, Graham. Your dream side dish. Yeah, chip butty. Chip butty. Nice. So this is the thing that is kind of your, is this like top of your menu really, the thing that you can have all the time that you love? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this is is it really for me. This is luxury. Yeah. Proper big thick chips in there, right? So like chip shop chips. Fish and chip shop chips. Yeah. 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 Not not a a doorstep Mm, bread wise, you know, and um, if you are in a local fish and chip shop and you're having a sit down, a posh, meal in, in in your fish and chip shop you've got to ask them not to cut it diagonally you know that i always mm-hmm. thought that, that was mega posh when when bread was cut into triangles instead of just into two oblongs mm-hmm. yeah and that doesn't work at all with the chip butty it's just like but kind of weirdly get less chips in there even though it's the same size sandwich 
Well, that's a question for Brian Cox or somebody. You know, well, we've like, had him on already. We forgot to ask him I, that. It gets tetchy when you ask him questions. Let me tell you. About how many <coughs> chip sandwiches it affects. Oh, he's he, he, he's got some. In. He's got some issues. That he man. didn't like her. Got some anger issues. Maybe you just get a slice of like that, and you get your chips, and you just, and everything in there: butter, yeah. Yeah. brown sauce, Houses of Parliament sauce, uh, yeah. ketchup, vinegar, salt, loads of salt. Just get it all in. Yeah, and just and just. Eat. Yeah. yeah, just eat it. It's that the does best. sound good. It sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, it's not a chip it's the best. was there a particular fish and chip shop that you go to and get this from that was like the best chip buddy that is your favourite? Well, Cannons from Crouch yeah. Hill. That's gone now. Crouch End. That's that's gone, sadly. Well, There's can... Toffs in Muswell Hill. Uh-huh. But I used my best friend when I was six in Sponden. His mum and dad ran. Sorry, do you mean were... London? Yes. <laughs> no, Spondon. Okay, sorry. You said London wrong. They um, they ran the chippy in Spondon. My oh. friend Cassie. So I'd go there quite often after school. And we used to drink this fizzy drink that used to have a Tom and Jerry cartoon on it. And I can't for the life of me remember. And we used to eat Tudor crisps. I, oh. I don't know what. They're what? both gone, I think, these, these things. Yeah, Tom and Jerry drink. Yeah, what flavour was the Tom and Jerry drink? I don't know. Pink. Pink flavour. You know. Yeah. Sort of pink, bubblegummy, strawberry-ish. Yeah. Chemically kind of <laughs> stuff. And did you drink it because you liked Tom and Jerry? Counteract or... the pong. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it was just on there. Yeah, yeah, it just happened to be on there. It but... was sort of encouraging you to read. Yeah. As you, you know, you read the tin. Oh, was it a little comet strip? Yeah. Do you think that was the thought behind it? The Department for Education were like, put Tom and Jerry on the pink drink and then that'll encourage kids' literacy. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> put on the spot now. Do you think, like, Tom and Jerry... <laughs> we asked the hard questions, Graham. What can I say? <laughs> Tom and Jerry are so, like, just permanently in the zeitgeist mm. that... Mm. Uh, so proud of yourself using the word zeitgeist there. You looked, up, you looked up and smiled. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got your trunks on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your trunks on, I'm about to say zeitgeist. Um, but you, you put them on anything and most people wouldn't question it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tom and Jerry are there. Yeah. Even though it's mad that they put Tom and Jerry on a drink. It's what? the violence that I liked. You liked how violent they were. Yeah. Yeah. Just hitting each other with floorboards and, yeah. you know, yeah. slamming hands in pianos. Didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of did it. It's great. It really didn't matter because really, if it was a more realistic, you know, dead after one episode. Well, right? the mouse is dead no, straight no, away, yeah. right? The mouse is dead yeah. straight away. Good luck if it ever gets the cat back. <laughs> well, it probably won't. And then there was the. I know we're getting off piste a bit here, but there was the bulldog. What was that one called? Was it a bulldog? Oh yeah, or... oh, yeah it was yeah, sometimes it was get involved. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was called, but it was a nasty piece of work, wasn't it? What dog would you rather fight, the Tom and Jerry dog or Bullseye? Well, the the Tom and Jerry dog would be the worst one. Yeah. Because mm. they sort of reconstitute themselves, cartoon characters. <laughs> they wouldn't be hit by anvils or split by... Yeah, he'd be fine, by axes he? and stuff, yeah. and then they sort of somehow make themselves whole again. Yeah. So that would be good. I actually quite like those. Are they English bull terriers? That's what that uh-huh. may... make may, Make a dog. dog is. <laughs> what is it? That make. Your dream drink. Now, obviously everyone's expecting to pick a cup of tea. Everyone I've told that, that we're doing this uh, episode, everyone's like, ask him what the cup of tea was like in the star shape that he had in the back of the car. Oh, that was a cup of tea, yeah, with lots of sugar. Everyone wants to know what that, that, that tea tasted like. Absolutely. Everyone I'll speak to about doing this interview, ask what the really? star shaped cup of tea was like in the back of the car. 
<laughs> they all want to know that about that. When you say real, everyone, do you mean Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe and Nish Kumar. <laughs> both told me. I'm not saying then. Both told me not independently. If Josh wants to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping stum. Yeah, because that's just weird. Josh asked me about it. He said, "Ask me about that." Then sent me the video to clarify. It's this clip. It was true, you know. Though I, I hadn't had a bath. I was like, "God, we've got to get to this festival site. We're playing at like eleven a.m. It's absolutely ridiculous." So I dragged myself out of bed. Yeah, you know, put my old boating blazer on, and I'm all ready to go. And then Alex swans in like twenty minutes later after having a bath and everything <laughs> like that. And then suddenly we're in a hurry again. So I'm taking me a cup of tea with me, and it is. It's just bouncing around all over the place. Every time I go for it, it bounces up. <laughs> But that would have had a lot of sugar in. Right. How many sugars were you having? Because I would have had day? a hangover. And I don't know, every available sugar. Uh, I don't know, four or five sachets. Four or five of those. Yeah. Yeah, you'll never beat Brown Bob Mortimer. Sugar, maybe. How many did Bob Mortimer have? Something like 17. 17, because 18 is too sweet, you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had to stop drinking tea because... I stopped drinking tea for a good while and went on to just black coffee mm -hmm. because I thought this is insane because I, I had a, a, a tea mug that was um, it was like a pint-sized and there's no point in having a cup of tea. That that means you've got to up the sugar amount, obviously. Uh -huh. There's a ratio to... So I, I was almost having a pound of sugar, you know, every three or four days in yeah. my tea and I just had to say, no, this is it's getting too much. But then you switched to black coffee. But then were you not just having it in the same mug? You had a different mug and that solved everything? Well, yeah, black coffee with no sugar, nothing. Just so, in a different... Oh, so that, that didn't throw up this problem of ratio, yeah. tea to sugar yeah. ratio. And that was in America where you can't get a decent cup of tea anyway. So I was just like, I'll blow it. And that that just that black coffee and just the anxiety and, and the pure outrage of every day living in America, I, I sort of... Doing a lot of cleaning. Turned into a rake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the cycling to get the old shrimps. Not even that could um, put weight on me. So that's not your dream drink? You're not going with a cup of tea? No, my dream drink would probably be a 1962 Amaroni. But the thing is, I don't drink. So um, it's, it's difficult to know. I love. I, I, I would love a nice glass of red wine. I'm not saying now, but in a, in a dream scenario, that, that for me is a, an extremely nice thing to have mm. with one's meal. But now it's like crikey, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have a zero percent beer, yeah, as a, as a sort of, um, just call it a sort of, a, sort of a, you know, like a sort of cocktail hour at six. Uh -huh. So is that what you'd have for this dream meal? A zero yeah, percent probably. beer, or you'd have the I'd have an Erdinger, yeah, or something like that that has zero, which is actually a sports drink. If you if you read, if you read it, it's reduced calorie. And it's isotonic. Mm. Uh -huh. So it's actually a sports drink, the Erdinger 0%. And it's one of the best tasting ones. Would you do some sport after drinking it, an Erdinger? Easily. Easily. Yeah, easily. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, no alcohol beers now. There's so yeah, many there's good tons. ones. Yeah, but I like that this is the, the sports angle as well. So yeah. you, could, you could almost cycle to get the prawns and then neck a quick Erdinger. What I like about it is that you could be cycling along just drinking from that. Yeah. Everyone thinks, what a reckless young man. But, you know, no, it's a sports drink, actually. So on, on, I, I can tell you this now, but, like, on the podcast, we always have a secret ingredient that we don't tell the guests. And if they choose it on the menu, we kick them out of the restaurant. And it came very close just then. You, you settled on the Erdinger 0%, but for your episode, we've chosen, sometimes it's related to the guest, and we chose Beaujolais. And when you said the red wine, I was like, we're going to have to ask what type. 
And if it's Beaujolais, I don't, I don't, with a heavy heart, we're going to have to <laughs> kick. You really kick us out? We're, we're, well, I said Amarone. Yeah, yeah, you said yeah, Amarone. Exactly. So yeah, it would, it would have been, we would have been all right. Yeah, we would have been. nonsense. So you yeah. see, that's what the character would have drank. Not, yeah, that's not stupid anyone, character. Not yeah, any, yeah. any decent human being. <laughs> Do you reckon you could hang out with the charmless man? Would you enjoy it? Oh, I've done it many times. Sure, sure we all have. Yeah. <laughs> Was it he about knows his what from his, his claret, claret from his Beaujolais, Beaujolais, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I'm sure they're talking about wine. Nasty business. <laughs> really? <laughs> never, things are never as they seem. Oh, is that is yes. that a filthier lyric than we think it is? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think so. I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> probably is it? Yeah. What's it's coffee and TV really about? Oh, that is really that boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about coffee and TV. It's yeah. not about bums and dicks, isn't it? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. It, it, I don't know what that's about. It was um, lyrics collected from my then diary, really, I think. Yeah. Dame was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this. I can't be bothered. To, you know, if you want to write some, if you want to sing it, you know, go and write some lyrics. And I went home and wrote those. Yeah. I was just going over some old sort of diaries and bits and bobs and notes. And, and that's how it came out. Imagine I found I... nothing unusual. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about coffee. You know, it's about, it's about sort of being sober and wanting to be... With, with somebody I suppose and feeling a little bit alienated and rootless and, and all of the rest of it and wanting to fall in love with, with someone and, and be married and to belong mm. with somebody and that's that really is the, the romance, sad romantic truth <laughs> and that you know when, when you stop drinking your social life gets extremely boring very mm. quickly or becomes non-existent and so you know you tend to watch the news and drink tea and, and that's it I mean, had you, when you wrote Coffee and TV, made the shift from the big mug of tea to the black coffee, was it that point in your life? Because otherwise, if you hadn't, it would have been called Big 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 Mug mug of Tea and TV. Big Mug of Tea. And most of the lyrics would be like, I think there's too much sugar in this tea. I'm worried about it. Well, actually, no. Because what I did do, I did pretty much trade pints of lager to pints of latte. Mm. At that point, and um, that that is what happened. I, I used to go to Henry J. Beans or whatever it used to be in Camden, yeah. and I'd go in there, and they'd they'd make massive lattes, and I would sit there as if it was a pub, yeah, and drink eight of those. <laughs> you know, that's why I'd be jangling and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I've written a few songs about that situation. One of them is called Latte, which which yeah. was a solo sh- song of mine. So. You know, that that you can't go on doing that. You can't go yeah. out and drink eight pints of coffee every morning. So you know you, you, it's a funny thing to sort of change how you how you live and your habits, but you sort of do have to. You sort mm. of replacing one thing with the other isn't much fun. So you're not going for coffee though. You're going for the Erdinger zero percent, and then doing some sport. Yeah. So in, yeah. You want it while you're cycling to get the shrimp cocktail. Yeah, yeah. That's an excellent look. You can have it in the little bottle holder in your bike. Yeah, one one absolutely one of my um, other other dreams, general life dreams, is to be sort of seventy or eighty. I mustn't tempt fate, but I, I kind of like the idea of a mobility scooter with optics attached and a big basket and a, and and a, and a sort of an ice bucket. Yeah, and to hurl myself around some precinct, music blasting, and just sort of yeah, Necking. having a drink. Harriet, yeah. you blast Harriet, uh, blast, Harriet. blast a bit of Harriet. Yeah, yeah, really excellent. I used to watch this man in in Canterbury. Who, who, who used, to, used to go round in circles, he used to put it on full lock mm-hmm. and he had music going in the middle of the um, 
the high street, I think, which was pedestrianising Canterbury. You used to go round and round and round drinking a bottle of sherry. <laughs> just sit there for ages, just going round and round and round, wearing his battery down. But then presumably you'd watch him for ages, right? Yeah, I sat, yeah. In, I sat in Cafe Nero watching him because <laughs> he was just outside there. Yeah. Having a pint of coffee, yeah. thinking one day that'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, if I'm not careful. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But also, but it also, sounds like you're pretty sad. Like yeah. having a great time. Yeah. yeah. We've got to be careful of chip buddies as well. I'll give you a warning about chips as oh, well. Yes. And you, you know the, about the dinner lady's mole? No. You've got to be careful of dinner lady mole on chips. But you know when you get the eye of the potato on yes. your chip mm-hmm. and sometimes it has some frond frond-like oh, yeah. hair-like yeah. things coming off. Well, we used to we used to say that that was the dinner lady's mole on there because our dinner lady, <laughs> when we went when I went to five-way school in Stanway, she had like a teddy boy's haircut, yeah. which was dyed brown and and was very very broad Scottish, mm-hmm. very wrinkly and had a, a mole with hairs coming out. And um, that was the dinner lady's mole. So that's the dinner lady's mole. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. You've got to choose your chips carefully. Yeah. And and some kids would just discard that whole chip. Yeah. And if you were hungry, you had to decide, well, I'll cut that bit off yeah. or just cut the bit out. Yeah. But the thing is, it was almost like operating on her face, you know, and it was like, it was a really weird, hideous Would you never, get, so you throw the chip away, would you never give it back to the dinner lady? No, you just... Found your mole. Yeah, yeah found your mole. Oh, no way. She was fearsome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fearsome. She'd destroy you. I wouldn't want to cut it out. She'd and that's show the worst. you the hairy side immediately. <laughs> I wouldn't cut it out. I'd just get rid of the chip. You know what I, I mean by that? You know I don't mean anything rude, don't you? Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no one thought that you meant that. No. Although, you know, I didn't think Claret and Beaujolais was rude, but apparently <laughs> it is. So I, I, who knows? You, you could be being the most filthy guest we've ever had yeah. and we don't even know it. Yeah, I know. We arrive at your dream dessert, and we know that you've got a sweet tooth, you said earlier. Oh, well, this is a school-related dessert because it's sort of that toffee tart, and I've never found it ever since. Right. I'm not sure we had the toffee tart. I don't think we school. had the toffee tart. It's weird. I suppose it must be like toffee flavour condensed milk or something like yeah. that poured into a pastry oh, case I know what you or mean. something. It was just toffee-ish, and yeah. I think it had some sort of skin on the top at some point. Oh, I don't remember the skin. Maybe not a skin, or maybe that was just sat around for too long but yeah. but it must have just been toffee sort of flavoured condensed milk or something condensed milk is what comes it's mm. the thick stuff isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah same as evaporated milk is evaporated milk's different no, isn't it isn't it thinner he's, he's being cheeky condensed milk is the stuff that Lenny Henry used to eat in sandwiches when he had yeah. his okay character yonks ago isn't it yeah yeah condensed milk sandwiches <laughs> yeah which he, I don't know, I, I probably should have tried, but I wouldn't yeah. let the bread get in the way. I went straight in straight with a teaspoon yeah. on that yeah, stuff. Yeah, too good, isn't it? Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about with this toffee tart. I think my mum made, who's an excellent cook, yes, made uh, toffee pie. Oh. And I was obsessed with it. And, I, and you just reminded me of it. And I really, my mum listens to every episode. So mum, please make it again Recipe, soon. Recipe, please. I would love to eat that again. It was just a big... Yeah. Like you say, it was just like soft toffee. Yeah, like slightly set. On pastry, yeah. Yeah. It was there really go. good. I think maybe it's pie rather than tart. I mean, it sounds delicious. It was great. Yeah. If it's if it's the same thing I'm thinking of, absolutely. I was so stoked whenever my mum would make it. It's excellent stuff. And I haven't had it since I was probably at junior school. Yeah. So anybody? Anybody want to make? Go if ahead you know what pie. we're talking about here. And you would have it with squirty cream. You did the squirty cream 
I could have it with squirty cream. Yeah. What would be the best thing with that? Custard might be a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Maybe just like pouring pouring cream. Just yeah, a bit of squirty. Yeah. Pouring so cream. Squirty and pouring. Well, I like mixing the old stuff because one of yeah. my favourite desserts was a Bakewell pudding mm. up in Bakewell. Yes. Mm. And we had custard and ice cream. Wow. Custard and ice cream is, is the best. Ed and I did uh, the show Hunted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we, excellent. I'll have to watch that. We did that. And, uh, you know, you go on the... We, we, we were on the run for about a week. Mm. We did a lot in that. So we most went, of it got we obviously gets places. cut out the edit because you just, you're just on the run all the time. And there was one day where we went to about five different places. And in the edit, we just go to one place. But one of the places we went to was Bakewell. And we were in the car. Someone was giving us a lift. And I saw a sign to Bakewell. <laughs> Instantly thought that I, it made me think I want a Bakewell pudding. Yeah. yeah. And I went, ooh. And Ed, all Ed heard was me in the back go, ooh. And then he instantly went, have you seen a sign to Bakewell and now you want a Bakewell pudding? And just knew it immediately. I said, yes. So and then we, we went, went, went we there the and we got a Bakewell pudding, yeah. which are infinitely better than the Bakewell tart. And you called it a Bakewell pudding at this point? Well, because there's Bakewell pudding. You didn't say tart. No, because no. the tart is a, false, a yeah. falsehood. Yeah. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like the Bakewell tart as much. I think they're fine. Bakewell puddings are incredible. Yeah. You're, and I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know that. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware about the, the tart pudding war. Yeah, there mm. is. It's, yeah. Big, it's a big thing. We went in, we said, Bakewell pudding, please. And the lady said, good choice. And then she just sung Bakewell pudding all the way to the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Off. yeah. Yeah. He lives in a pudding. The pudding <laughs> in Bakewell. Whenever you, yeah. Oh, you're all right. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, they go they need to sort of make a transaxion and they get sang to. Yeah, yeah. Relevant to, song. To bring her the uh the, the case for the Bakewell pudding, yeah. the, the metal tray. Yeah. Little metal foil tray. We sat on a wall and we ate the Bakewell pudding and yeah. they were filming us do it doing it and we just thought there's no way this is making the edit. They're not putting this in, but we're really happy. Did they not put it in? No. no. It's supposed to be a high octane sort of uh yeah. you know. Not too jeopardy. Black Ops yeah, yeah, yeah. something like rugby tackling you and stuff when you run into a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite like that show. It was fun. Yeah. And I, I loved that Bakewell pudding. And I love that you've chosen the toffee pie. Yes. Yeah, it's great. That for me is very exciting because, yeah, it's something that I'd forgotten about that I absolutely loved. And I'm a big dessert boy, so. Yeah, me too. I, I love a dessert. I, I have had two 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 stars and two two, two desserts and just miss out the... Um, yeah. Oh, that's Sometimes. good. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. See, I'm happy with that too because I'm a starter boy. Freaks so. people out. Yeah. 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 They think you're really yeah, weird and different <laughs> and interesting. I'm going to read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. All right. You would like still water sucked from a hillside? You want to suck it from a hillside? Um, <laughs> problems of bread. You want a crusty French bread and butter and salt on a plane with the tray down, flown by Dave. Starter, you want the shrimp cocktail from the seafood shack in. Uh, Maybe Redondo Beach. We haven't figured it out. Main Nazi Goreng with chicken satay made by the 200-year-old woman who you're... I think it comes with chicken satay as part of the of the dish yeah. Yeah, it's part of the dish A uh, Side dish, you would like the chip butty with uh, yeah. HP sauce, uh, ketchup, vinegar and salt from the chip shop that's now shut. Yeah, or any anyone will do. Friends, parents, chip shop. Yeah, mate. Well, oh, I don't in know. Oh, in Sponden. Yeah. Sponden chip shop. Yeah. Drink an Erdinger, alcohol-free Erdinger, which you want on the way to the seafood shack while you're driving an electric bike. Yeah. Uh, dessert, you would like the toffee pie from school dinners served by the dinner lady with a mole on her face. Yeah. How's Perfect. that feel? It feels it feels excellent. It feels like I could just put my feet up now and watch Antiques Roadshow. 
Oh yeah, is that, is that, that the perfect post meal show to watch? So. What's your favourite part of Antiques Roadshow? When, when when they when they get loads of money for it, when they get told it's worthless, when they get loads. Yeah, I like my least favourite is good, better, best. Yeah, not for you. <laughs> no, it's an ego trip that <laughs> no um, nah. yeah that, that's that's a nice bit of telly I like gentle TV going back to coffee and TV that's what you're watching gentle TV yeah <laughs> instead of yeah gentle television I'm sort of well, I'm of that age yeah I'm 54 I like gentle television Graham thank you very much for coming to the dream restaurant pleasure thank you Graham it was very nice Well, there we are, James. That was fun. I loved it so much. Yeah. I mean, I think the listener could probably hear how much I was loving it. Yes. Great menu as well. Really good menu. I really like Graham. Yeah. He had a real uh, silly glint in his eye. He's cheeky. He's a cheeky guy. He's a cheeky cheeky little boy. Yes. And uh, also, as with a lot of cheeky boys, very comfortable with a little silence. Oh, yeah. Love it. I love that. I, I hope it's in the edit, but where James mentions the cadence of Graham's voice, where he will get to the end of a sentence, but it sounds like he's halfway through, yeah. and then he'll really revel in the bit where we think he's going to carry on talking. Yeah, he'll look at us Yeah, like, gotcha. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? That's a lot what... of fun. And um, I can always tell it's a good menu because my stomach starts going absolutely wild, yeah. and it was the chip butty that did it for me today. Oh, I, I really want a chip butty now. It was the chip butty with ketchup, HP sauce, and vinegar. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. And butter. There's everything on it. Although, you know, now every time I eat a chip butty, I am going to be opening it up and checking that there's no moles on the chips. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's got in my head now. Yes. I don't want to accidentally eat yes. one without knowing. And he didn't say Beaujolais, although we came perilously close. Yeah. And uh, you know, we should tell more guests what the secret ingredient is once we know that they've um, certainly if they come it. close, yeah. Because uh, it's quite fun to yeah. know if they would have gone for it or not. Yeah. But yeah. it was never, it was never, sound of things, never a risk. Also, it didn't even Bojolais. mean that in the song. No, it didn't even mean that in the song. It meant something disgusting and gross. And yes. Um, the ballad. You of didn't Darren. like it when I said bums and dicks. You were you were ashamed of me because you were talking to one of your favourites. You're really ashamed of me for saying was it, was coffee and TV about bums and dicks. But Graham enjoyed it. <laughs> what I liked about whenever we did say something like that, that was a bit rude and puerile, yeah. is that Graham would really enjoy it, but it would be on a delay. Yes. So he would hear Bums and Dicks, completely receive it with a straight face, <laughs> and then 30 seconds later would go, Bums and Dicks, <laughs> and really laugh about it. And he did it with, with Piss My Pants as well. Uh, well, I said, and then I pissed my pants. There's yeah. just no response. I thought, yeah. oh, I've learned the tone. I told a really personal story, and now I've ruined it. And then he went, he pissed your pants. <laughs> really loved it. Um, the Ballad of Darren is out now. Yes. By the, Blur. The and Blur also album. The Wave, which is uh, Graham's other band, with Rose Eleanor Dougal, his partner. They have a new album out, which is just called called The Wave. The Wave. Self-titled. And you should all check that out as as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, not only did Blur pulverise Oasis in the battle, but also... I don't think Graham was... Huh? I like that you... That question felt like you were interviewing him in the 90s. Yes. But he gave a very 2023 answer of, yeah, yeah. I don't think we did. And yeah. It's all a bit silly. He's matured now. Yes. But they pulverised them. And not only did they pulverise mm. them, they've also pulverised them with the side projects and solo projects, in my opinion. Yes. So, you know, get that album by the wave. Yes. And get Harriet's album. Yeah. I think they've had enough plug in this episode. Yeah. 
They're going to be really weirded out by that. Yeah. And read the All Creatures Great and Small books if you like Christ- yeah. <laughs> Christian vets as well. Also by Party Gator Purgatory by Temps. All the music listeners who are listening. If we're, if we're going to... All the music listeners. If we're going to promote bands yeah. and albums, yeah, I would like to promote that album. Also pre-order my book, Glutton, The Multicourse Life of a Very Greedy Boy. I mentioned music in it. What more do you want? Thank you very much for listening. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I'm Sarah Pascoe. And I'm Carrie Ad Lloyd. You might remember us from the peak of our careers, appearing on the excellent Off Menu podcast. It's the greatest we've ever felt, and we know we'll never achieve that again. But if you remember those episodes and enjoyed what we did, you might be a fan of our book choices and our new comedy podcast, Sarah and Carrie Ad's Weirdos Book Club. Imagine us not talking about food, but talking about books. But with the comedians you know from Off Menu, like Nish Kumar, John Kern, Sophie Duca, and more. We're not copying them, we're doing our own thing. It's totally different. It's about books. It's about books. There's no genies involved. It's a space for the lonely outsider to feel accepted and appreciated. <laughs> Just like James A. Custer's bedroom. <laughs> a place for the person who'd love to be in a real book club, but doesn't like wine or nibbles. You can read along, share your opinions, or just skulk around in your raincoat like the weirdo you are. Thank, Thank you for, for reading, reading with us. We like reading with <laughs> Got you. Got the end in one as well. <laughs>